Welcome to your Tuesday edition of Transformation Radio. By grace alone, somehow I stand Where even angels fear to tread Invited by redeeming love Before the throne of God above He pulls me close With nail-scarred hands Into His everlasting arms When condemnation grips my heart Satan tempts me to despair I hear the voice that scatters fear Oh, the great I am, the Lord is here Oh, praise the one who fights for me Shields my soul eternally Boldly I approach your throne Blameless now I'm running home By your blood I come Welcomed as your
this is Jeremy North coming at you, a.k.a. the new Irishman in Lancaster. just want to give an affirmation out to my man Jody Knowles. just want to tell you, Jody, man, ever since I came up to Lancaster, you've been a good buddy, good friend. Always there for me anytime I need to talk, for advice, anything. You're just a genuinely nice guy, man. You'd give the, the shirt off your back to anybody in need. just want to tell you that I'm super proud of you, Jody. Just keep up the good work. I love you, buddy. Hey guys, this is Nate. Uh, I just wanted to take some time to give praise to a great man in this ministry. Uh, man that's had his ups and downs, but is really making great progress. Uh, Crescencio, um, you're doing great, man. Um, you know, now you just made a great decision to leave Thompson's and go, go work at Burton's, and you recognize that you really needed to make a change to make this work, and I really want, I'm proud of you for it. And I look up to you, man. Thanks, guys. And now we begin our focus on the New Testament. And today our reading will be from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 16, verses 1 through 24. We'll see that the Christians in Jerusalem were suffering from poverty and famine. So Paul was collecting money for them. He suggested that believers set aside a certain amount each week and give it to the church until he arrived to take it on to Jerusalem. Paul had planned to go straight to Corinth from Ephesus, but he changed his mind. When he finally arrived, he took the gift and delivered it to the Jerusalem church. Paul was sending Timothy ahead to Corinth. Paul respected Timothy and had worked closely with him. Although Timothy was young, Paul encouraged the Corinthian church to welcome him because he was doing the Lord's work. You know, God's work is not limited by age. Paul wrote two personal letters to Timothy that have been preserved in the Bible, First and Second Timothy. We'll also read something here today about Apollos. Apollos had preached in Corinth, was doing evangelistic work in Greece, and Apollos didn't go to Corinth right away, partly because he knew of the factions there and didn't want to cause any more divisions. Aquila and Priscilla we'll also read about today. There were tent makers, leather workers, whom Paul had met in Corinth. They followed Paul to Ephesus and lived there with him, helping to teach others about Jesus. Many in the Corinthian church would have known this Christian couple. Paul had a helper, or secretary, who wrote down this letter when he dictated it. Paul wrote the final words, however, in his own handwriting. He says as much here in Scripture. We'll uh, run across that as we read. This is similar to adding a handwritten postscript to a typewritten letter. It also served to verify that this was a genuine letter from the Apostle and not a forgery. All right, with that, let's begin reading today here in the New Testament. August 25th, the New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 1 through 24. Now, regarding your Corinthians question about the money being collected for God's people in Jerusalem, you should follow the same procedure I gave to the churches in Galatia. On the first day of each week, you should each put aside a portion of the money you have earned. Don't wait until I get there and then try to collect it all at once. When I come... I will write letters of recommendation for the messengers you choose to deliver your gift to Jerusalem. And if it seems appropriate for me to go along, they can travel with me. I am coming to visit you 
after I have been to Macedonia, for I am planning to travel through Macedonia. Perhaps I will stay a while with you, possibly all winter, and then you can send me on my way to my next destination. This time, I don't want to make just a short visit, then go right on. I want to come and stay a while, if the Lord will let me. In the meantime, I will be staying here at Ephesus until the festival of Pentecost. There is a wide open door for a great work here, although many oppose me. When Timothy comes, don't intimidate him. He is doing the Lord's work just as I am. Don't let anyone treat him with contempt. Send him on his way with your blessing when he returns to me. I expect him to come with the other believers. Now about our brother Apollos. I urged him to visit you with the other believers, but he was not willing to go right now. He will see you later when he has the opportunity. Be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything with love. You know that Stephanus and his household were the first of the harvest of believers in Greece, and they are spending their lives in service to God's people. I urge you, dear brothers and sisters, to submit to them and others like them, who serve with such devotion. I am very glad that Stephanus, Fortunatus, and Achaicus have come here. They have been providing the help you weren't here to give me. They have been a wonderful encouragement to me, as they have been to you. You must show your appreciation to all who serve so well. The churches here in the province of Asia send greetings in the Lord, as do Aquila and Priscilla, and all the others who gather in their home for church meetings. All the brothers and sisters here send greetings to you. Greet each other with Christian love. Here is my greeting in my own handwriting, Paul. If anyone does not love the Lord, that person is cursed. Our Lord, come. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love to all of you in Christ Jesus. And now as we look into the book of Psalms, our reading today is from Psalm chapter 40, verses 1 through 10. Waiting for God to help us is not easy, but David received four benefits from waiting. Number one, God lifted him out of his despair. Number two, God set his feet on solid ground. Three, God steadied him as he walked. And number four, God put a new song of praise in his mouth. Often blessings cannot be received unless we go through the trial of waiting. What God did for David, he will do for you and me. That's why that example is right here in Scripture. We'll also read today here in Psalms, the religious ritual of David's day involved sacrificing animals in the tabernacle. David said these acts were meaningless unless doing it for the right reasons. Now today we often make rituals of going to church, taking communion, or paying tithes. These activities are also empty if our reasons for doing them are selfish. God doesn't want these sacrifices and offerings without an attitude of devotion to Him. I take joy in doing Your will, my God. Jesus portrayed this attitude of obedience in serving God. He came as the prophets foretold, proclaiming the good news of God's righteousness and forgiveness of sins. David said he would speak of God's faithfulness and salvation to those around him. Now when we realize the impact of God's righteousness on our lives, we cannot keep it hidden. 
We want to tell other people what God has done for us. If God's faithfulness has changed your life, don't be timid. It's natural to share a good bargain with somebody else, a friend, or recommend a skillful doctor. So it should also be natural to share what God has done for us. Psalm chapter 40, verses 1 through 10. For the choir director, a psalm of David. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Oh, the joys of those who trust the Lord, who have no confidence in the proud or in those who worship idols. O Lord my God, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equal. If I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. You take no delight in sacrifices or offerings. Now that you have made me listen, I finally understand. You don't require burnt offerings or sin offerings. Then I said, Look, I have come. As is written about me in the Scriptures, I take joy in doing your will, my God, for your instructions are written on my heart. I have told all your people about your justice. I have not been afraid to speak out, as you, O Lord, well know. I have not kept the good news of your justice hidden in my heart. I have talked about your faithfulness and saving power. I have told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1. Choose a good reputation over great riches. Being held in high esteem is better than silver or gold. And I try to fathom Till all that you are But let's so far, Lord You're so beyond me And I fall down in reverence And I fall down in fear Skin, I'm asking you, Lord Won't you please draw near To you open my eyes So that I can see How you are So you're working in me All I need is your love So you come and fill this heart of mine Out is a desert that is gone dry I need your love to carry me by All I need is your love To come and fill this heart of mine Out is a desert that is gone dry I need your love To carry me by, 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 by To carry me by, 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 by To carry me by, for love by love by, for love by, for love by to lay down my life and to put it before you and to put all that I have to in your hands and to knock on a question or why you're so faithful to the why that you give me the blessings that you do that glory be known that glory be shown to lift you up onto the throne you are my God you are my king to you I give I give you everything all I need is your love 
So come and fill this heart of mine Out is a desert that is gone dry I need your love to carry me by All I need is your love So come and fill this heart of mine Out is a desert that is gone dry I need your love to carry me by, 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 by I need your love to carry me by Would you come and feel this heart of mine Cause I can't do it alone And here I stand with my My arms open wide asking for you to come up inside Would you come and feel my soul Cause I need your love I cannot do it alone No, no Would you come and feel my soul Cause all I need All I need, all I need is you, my God. All I need is your love. So come and fill this heart of mine. Out is a desert that is gone dry. Need your love to carry me by. All I need is your love. So come and fill this heart of mine. Out is a desert that is gone dry. I need your love. Good morning, everyone. This is John Swordout. I got an affirmation for Brandon Roberts. Brandon, you're doing a great job, man. It's been a pleasure getting to know you, and I look forward to... Uh, Walking this thing out with you, man. You become a real brother. Keep keep it up. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Today is number ten in a series of ten. The top ten distinctions between dream fulfillers and dream killers by Keith Cameron Smith. Distinction one: Dream fulfillers know the dream giver. Dream killers know the destroyer. God is a dream giver. The dream giver said, "I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly." Right before he said that, he said this about the destroyer. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The dream giver also called the destroyer the father of lies. How does the destroyer destroy your dream and eventually your life? Through lies. Lies about God, lies about yourself, and lies about other people. If you don't believe in God, then ask yourself, if there is no God, why do I have a dream inside of me? Where did it come from? The only answer is that God put it there. If there is no God, then nothing has any meaning, and everyone would be living like animals. And you may say, well, a lot of people do live like animals. And though that is true, but there are those who seek to live by faith versus being victims of fear. People who do not know the dream giver will always live in fear and continually experience stress, doubt, and worry. Those who know the dream giver will learn to overcome fear and live by faith, which produces peace and joy. Pursuing your dream will require you to face your fears, and achieving your dream will require you to overcome them. Where does fear come from? It comes from believing lies. One of the biggest lies is that there is no God. Three big lies and three great truths. The three big lies are, there is no God, he doesn't love you, you can't fulfill your dream. The three great truths are, there is a God, he does love you, 
you can fulfill your dream. Imagine having the following conversation. Destroyer, there is no God. You, well, yes, there is. Destroyer, okay, there is a God, but he doesn't love you. I mean, how could he? You are so screwed up, and you fail all of the time. You, yes, there is a God, and he loves me unconditionally. Destroyer, okay, there is a God, and he loves you, but you can't fulfill your dream. It's impossible. You, with God, all things are possible. So yes, I can fulfill my dream. Have you ever had a conversation in your heart or mind that's similar to this? To believe the destroyer means to agree with his lies. To be free of him, all you must do is believe the truth. There is a God, he loves you, and you can fulfill your dream. Your success is dependent on who you are connected to. You listen to people you are connected to. Listen to the truth of the dream giver, and you can and will fulfill your dream. Listen to the lies of the destroyer, and your life will be filled with fear, doubt, worry, and stress. Here's a clue on how to discern between the dream giver's voice and the destroyer's. The dream giver's voice speaks through your heart, and the destroyer's voice speaks to your mind. Your heart is full of faith, hope, and love. Your mind is based in fear, doubt, and anger. Your heart and mind have conflicting desires. To become a dream fulfiller, you must learn to discern between the deep desires of your heart and the deceptive desires of your mind. The deep desires of your heart are put there by the dream giver. Consider the words desire and inspire. The root meaning of the word desire is of the Father. The root meaning of the word inspire is in the Spirit. The desires that inspire you were put in your heart by the dream giver. Learn to listen to and follow your heart. The deceptive desires that the destroyer puts into your mind are things that you think will make you happy and fulfilled, but they can't. Deceptive desires are first and foremost based on lies. The deep desires of your heart are based on truth. Truth creates peace. Lies create stress. When your head and heart are arguing, you will experience confusion. To get rid of confusion, listen to your heart and tell your head and your fears to shut up and then do what the dream giver is telling you to do through your heart. Your heart knows the way. Your mind is confused. Your heart is peaceful. Your mind is stressed. The reason your heart is full of faith, hope, love, and peace and knows the way is because that is where the dream giver resides. Don't you know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the dream giver and lives within you. I am not talking about religion, I am talking about truth. Truth transcends religion. Inspiration and encouragement are a benefit of being in relationship with the dream giver. It takes continual inspiration and encouragement to keep moving toward your dream. One of the primary reasons people don't take action on their dreams is because they are waiting for someone else to give them permission to do so. Here is the truth. You don't need anyone's permission to pursue your dreams because you already have the permission of the one who gave you the dream. Get to know him. One of the prayers in scripture is 
that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Perhaps the destroyer has killed your dream. Well, here's another truth. God can resurrect your dream. To become a dream fulfiller, you may have to go through the death and resurrection of your dream. Maybe your dream isn't dead. Maybe it is simply asleep and all you need to do is ask the dream giver to help you wake it up. If you do, then be ready for a shaking. If you have fallen asleep because of eating too many lies, maybe God is shaking you to wake you up. He is waking you up because you have to fulfill a dream. Wake up, get up, stay up. Persevere until you fulfill your dream, and in the end, the dream giver will give you a crown of life. If you know the dream giver, then always remember this. In the end, everything will be fine. Everything is not fine. If everything is not fine, then it is not the end. Dream fulfillers know the dream giver. Dream killers know the destroyer. You win. 